Thank you for listening to Genuine Uplift Men's Bible Study Edition. This is part two of Mental Growth of Christian Walk. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and pray this in, and then uh, we're going to kind of recap over what we talked about last time, and then we just go keep going. And then, uh, oh, there you go. And then um, we'll finish the Christian Walk, and then we'll jump into Living Sacrifices, which is Romans 12. <clears throat> so, everyone, y'all go ahead and your head close your eyes lord we thank you for this day we thank you for this moment we thank you for the chance to be able to gather together in fellowship and be able to worship you lord and read more of your word understand more of your word lord in order to get closer to you again a more intimate relationship with you god god i ask that you come during this session holy spirit you cover all of us lord that we feel what we need to feel here we need hear what we need to hear touch our minds our spirits and our hearts lord during this time let it be a blessing to your word to your name god this I ask and pray all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, well, anyone want to recap for us, or should I go ahead and do it? I'll do Last it. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben. What's up, man? You know, I got Ben. <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead and recap a little bit. So, what we talked about, uh, we kind of talked about mental growth. So, it, why is it important? For us to renew our minds and control our minds when it comes to being a Christian, our Christian walk. So uh, we kind of talked about what that Christian walk looks like because uh, being just being just saying, okay, I believe in Jesus Christ, it doesn't stop there. You know, once you're saved, it doesn't stop at just believing in Jesus Christ. It's a certain walk we have to do. We have to walk different, talk different, think different. It's a lot of things we should be doing differently since we know Jesus. So we talked, to, uh, we started with that. So it started off with saying like, how we used to be. So what we used to, you know, touched on that and like, okay, so now that you know Christ, you don't, you don't learn. This is not what you know now. Like you, you are now knowing that that's not how you're supposed to live. And so we talked about putting off our old, uh, our old self, our former self and renewing ourselves continuously. So it's not just once you renew, you die. Like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to do nothing else. No, it's a continuous thing as we know we're supposed to renew our minds daily. So Talking about that, then we uh, touched on uh, rejecting all falsehood and speaking truth. So that even means uh, half-truths, uh, defrauding, spreading rumors. Like, that's all falsehood. So it's trying to refrain from that. Um, and that's kind of where we left off. We touched a little bit on anger, but we didn't read the scriptures. So we're going to pick up on that. So it's Ephesians 4, 26 to 20, through 27. Uh, who wants to read that? Don't everybody, you know, offer at once. <laughs> now, um, you said uh, four verses, what now? 26? 26 through 27. Okay, I got you. I'm reading from the uh, CSB version. All right. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. And don't give the devil an opportunity. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to read the Amplified Version. Uh, it gives a little bit more if y'all don't know what the Amplified Version is. So this one, it says, uh, be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, at ungodly behavior, yet do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you shame, nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. And, not, and do not give the devil our opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge 
or nurturing anger or harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. So that was a lot, you know, that, you know, <laughs> compared to the two, you know, it kind of gives a little bit more details on that. So it kind of tells us like what we should be angry at. So if you look at this, it doesn't say don't ever be angry at nothing. That's not what it says because it knows that we're going to be angry, but it's saying uh, what we should be angry at. And even if we do get angry, it's saying I let the devil control you with anger. So how can we let anger go in a moment so it does not fester into something to be used by the devil? Like how can we let that go? Um, I don't know. I think a lot of times it's just that's like an experience thing. Like um, some things going in life, you just can't um, explain, or you can't. Some things you can tell somebody how to do, but you're not going to know how to do it until they actually got to go through that. So, to me, that's one of those things. Yes, you know, like the stuff that's happening in the past, and you think about your reactions, and then you know, as you move forward, then you try to make better decisions as things happen again. Yeah, so learning from your past decisions, it's like, okay, this happened when I did this, so maybe right, right, right. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't do that next time. <laughs> like, right, right. that led to that, so maybe... Um, um, along with, like, remembering, like, your past trials in regards to anger, you know, you... Oh, and you... you um, I think it's just being conscious at all times of what is happening around you. Like always like, hey, okay, okay, like, okay, I clearly feel that I'm angry right now. Let me, let like always just knowing yourself and feeling yourself. Why am I feeling this way? What's going on around me? And then that way you can better assess what to do versus just popping off or just, you know, just all of a sudden going off on somebody or reacting. Just mm-hmm. kind of always just being self-aware. So uh, I guess like, so to get a little bit more deeper, so... For you guys, like, what are your ways of relieving anger? Like, do you guys, like, actually cave in to y'all anger at this point? Or, like, all right, so I'm trying not to be angry. What What do you do? What are your steps on, like, calming yourself down and not allowing whatever made you anger, angry to make it, make you act on that anger? So I, I think talk, me personally. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I can. Me personally, like, I just, I just get it out, right? Like, because I, I get it that it's different from every person and we going to build right. on our own experiences. But for me, I just got to get it out. Like, if, if something just bothered me, I got to say it or mm-hmm. I got to get it off my mind. Because, like, I'm a strong believer and you can't change your feelings until you change your mind. And I realize I'm going to be angry until this is either resolved in my head or until I'm not thinking about it no more. So I'm either going to get it out or I'm going to let it go. That's just how I roll. Okay. Yeah, I know for me, uh, I don't get angry a lot. But when I do, uh, I, I rarely show it. So I, uh, I've gotten the habit of writing stuff down. Or uh, just like when I talk, I just talk to myself. But really, I'm talking to God. But I, I like... I talk it out or I write it out and I, and it'd be about four or five pages long and be like, all right, I'm over it now. But that's just me. But I'm not very, uh, I'm not really a very, I'm really, really passive. So I got, I really need more anger in me than anything. (laughs) But, but, uh, that, that's just me personally. So, um, 
So I guess like to you guys, why um, when we kind of did touch on this, so why do you think it's important that we don't let anger fester overnight? Like why why do you think it's important not to keep that anger within us? Personally, I can tell you from experience that they're gonna get toxic. It's a toxicity yeah. that poisons your mind, your heart, and your soul. And as a person who's been dealing with it for a while, I personally have a very bad habit of bottling up my anger. And mm. that's why a lot of people think I'm happy all the time. But really, truthfully, I'm angry and upset about a lot of things a lot of the time. I keep yeah. myself bottled up and it makes my whole day go worse and worse yeah. until I eventually you find a way to have an outlet. And I'm telling you from experience, it is not the best choice to try to hold things in. Never mm. do it because when you find your outlet, it's not going to be as healthy as you think it is. Right. And that's kind of like where those vices come in, too. It's like, I'm angry, but I'm going to do this to relieve my anger. But sometimes, you know, like you said, it could be temporary or it's not as good as what we think. So, um, and that's why, and, and I agree with that. Then that's why I think it is important that we don't let it fester. Because I feel like anger is like, it can branch off into different things. Um, it's like the root of different, like right. different, different outcomes that could happen. So it's like, okay, if you get angry, get angry, but you got to let it go. You got to forgive. You got to, whatever the case may be. So I don't agree with that too. Go ahead. I, nah, I, I, I was going to go about uh, talking about like it spreading and being like a seed because it, the Bible talks about a root of bitterness. And I, that's even, that's even worse. And when you like that, that's why it's important to go ahead and get rid of it. Uh, I know me personally, I walk, I just work out, walk and, and just pray and pace the floor, you know, just like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, because what happens is when it overnight and you sleep it, you get resentment, you start getting bitter, you start to um, do things, you start to stress and pull your hair, do all self-destructive things or do things to other people that is like, it may not seem bad at first or it like really just, but it grows and it, it settles in over time until it's hard to get delivered from it. It's hard to find the root of it because it's so deep, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, cause it, you'll get settled and eventually you can't find it or you live with it forever. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. So what I want to add to that is, uh, yeah. Everybody got to learn to be honest with yourself and your emotions because a lot of people have a tendency to be angry and not know they're angry because right now we're talking about anger and that's a clear form of expression, but there's a lot of passive emotion that lead to anger, like, like annoyance or stress. You have to be able to let those things go too, because Mm -hmm. if you're annoyed about something one uh, person said, and you may not be angry about it, quote unquote, but you're just, slightly annoyed by it and you will if you harbor onto that itself more and more stockpiles small things can easily stockpile and create one giant issue that can't be solved by any one means because it's so many little things built together and it's so complicated at that point that you can't even heal from it yourself because you don't even remember where it all started from exactly i think I, uh, my background, I didn't mean to no, cut no, you No, 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 you didn't cut me off. Um, but I definitely like what Ben said and really what everybody's had to say, right? And it really piggybacks off of what we talked about last week as far as like, um, 
you know, not telling people in the moment as far as like when we're upset or they mm-hmm. do things that hurt us. Uh, not tell people in the moment. We all said, we all, everybody was there last week. So we kind of struggle with that a little bit um, because, you know, we don't want the smoke. But like what Ben was saying, when you don't do that, when you, when you can't voice it in that moment, and then, you know, kind of like what the scripture says, you, know, you let the sun go down on that anger, like it all just builds up. And then when it builds up, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, those of y'all in NH know, like, <laughs> y'all know very well, like, you know, um, like when I let stuff build up, like I tend to have these explosive moments, right? Like I, I have this like lose control type moment. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's probably true for a lot of people, right? Like that, or some of you guys, since y'all said like you don't always say when you're upset about something like right there in that moment, you let stuff build and you let stuff build until it's a really big problem like what Ben was talking about. And then of course, you know, it's, you've done something crazy. Like your anger is like, it's caused you to sin. You've done something out of control. And it's just like this big thing when it didn't have to be that if you were able to express yourself. So it goes kind of like to communication as well. And then healthy ways, like healthy outlets to like let that stuff out. Because even after you express it, you still have to kind of like release it, let it go from the body. So, you know, it's communication, but it's also, you know, finding healthy avenues, outlets to let go of like that frustration. Like, you know, Lark Shay was saying something about pacing back and forth. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, working out, whatever it may be for you, like a run, whatever it needs to be. But, you know, you also have to let it go. Like once you communicate it as well. And not bring it back up. It's like once you're done with it, you're done with it. Let me uh, uh, piggyback on what everybody else is saying. Yeah. Uh, another thing we can, another way we can look at it is we have to be conscious of our thoughts. Mm-hmm. All those scriptures say do not go down at night and um, paraphrasing. Don't sleep yeah. on your anchor or whatnot. You also have this, it's a place and a time for you to like to be conscious of your thoughts. For example, if somebody make you mad, you have to be conscious of them. Like, dang, I know I'm about to get mad, but I'm not going to react to it right now. I'm going to cool down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think about how Jesus operates. I'm going to try to be in the spirit. Right. So when I when I do express my feelings and when I do express my concerns, I can express my concerns and express my feelings the way Jesus would do that. And I know it's not all it's not always easy. It's hard to do that. But again, like we were talking about last week, as we become closer to God and we become uh, more Christ-like, we begin to operate more Christ-like. We get to uh, mimic how Christ or as Jesus was when he was on earth and whatnot. So I think they have to be conscious of our thoughts, continue to renew our mind. Because, yep. for example, I get angry a lot, but when I do get angry, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably say something, but then I'll be like, man, it's not even worth it. Or trying to act the way how Jesus would act. Like, man, it, 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 it is what it is or something like that. Yeah, I agree. It's like, you know, you got to figure out what battles to fight. And, and like you said, we talked, about, like everybody said, we kind of talked about that last week. Uh, oh, we got a question. Uh, how do we remember to not bring things up again? Wait, you want to expound on that, Lashay? Yeah. yeah. Um, you, I, it, um, I think it was De- you or Dexter, I can't even remember. But I heard the phrase like, and not bring it up again. And I was like, ooh, that's 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 tough right because like especially if people if you're working it's different if like yo somebody deliberately you know like really just bothering you you know and it's Mm -hmm. like someone you don't necessarily have to deal with you kind of got to remind people like hey we talked about this if you're at work or something but when it i guess when it comes to uh people that we have to deal with of husband and wife uh family you know people you living with how do we 
not bring up people's past wrongs against us. Like that you was just mentioning. Cause I know for me, that's hard. Cause it's like, don't you remember? <laughs> are you are you, you already been through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. <laughs> to uh, fix on what LaShar say, I mean, LaShar, uh, LaShar said, uh, how do we not, did I say, did I pronounce your name? Yeah, LaShay. Right? LaShay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, good, you good. What, what bro said, uh, yeah. <laughs> how, do not, how do we not bring it back up when people do wrong? I think a good way to look at it is like how God offers grace and mercy to us. Mm-hmm. Like he wants us to extend that same grace and mercy to the next person because we know nobody is perfect. Nobody is perfect at all. So we constantly bringing up something that somebody said to us that did wrong to us. We not operating like Christ. So I think we just have to extend the same grace and mercy that God extends to us and realize that nobody perfect. We all have our faults. We all have our flaws of what we're going through. But again, if a person constantly doing the same thing, you should address it. But then if the person constantly doing the same thing, then it's a it'll be another conversation as far as does this person supposed to be in my life or do we need to go to counselor or what should we do? Or should I avoid coming closer to this person? Even if y'all work together, just do my just do my work. You do your work, and only time we communicate when we have to do some work related. Mm-hmm. So I think we should just offer uh, grace and mercy to some people because it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to do that. Like, yeah. bro, bro, you did that the other day, bro. Because I'm I'm gonna be real with you. Like, every time I used to do that, it'll always come back on me. I don't care. I don't care what it was. It'll always come back on me. That's when I started realizing, being more conscious of my thoughts and whatnot, and be like. Now nah, offer the same grace and mercy that God offered to you because you're not all well put together as well. You you constantly right. working on yourself and whatnot. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's good. It's like uh, it's somewhere in First Corinthians thirteen. It's like love, love. And, um, go ahead. Oh, you it's something? yeah. It's it's First Corinthians thirteen and five where it's like love don't keep a record of wrongs. Yeah. Yeah. Like we not we not keeping score. And I think it just comes with a certain level of maturity where you can say, like, yo, I'm not going to hold this against you. I'm not going to keep bringing it up. But at the same time, you got to recognize if a pattern of behavior is emerging, if this person is constantly doing wrong, if they constantly doing the same thing, mm-hmm. it's evident that this is something we need to talk about. And even in my Bible, it gives commentary. And it's like you need to address the fault before you go to bed. Like you need to address the anger so that it doesn't become resentment. So I don't think the Bible calls us to let everything go and just let people walk all over us just so we don't keep a score of the wrongdoings. More so, it's like you need to watch and pray. You need to be cognizant of what people are doing around you, and you need to deal with it quickly. That's it. You took it right out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like – and that's what – that's why it's so important for mental growth and continuing to renew our minds. So we know, so we keep these things in our minds and like we keep these scriptures or whatever case it be in our mind. It's like, okay, I, I'm not supposed to bring this up. Whereas like, we just continuing on like, nah, like you just did that. Yeah. Like you like the answer. You did it the other day, but we were constantly renewing our mind. We like, you know what? I'm not even going to do it. Not today. I ain't going to do it today. <laughs> I ain't going to do it today type dude. 
definitely have to deal with that in the past because it's just like a long time. That's just how I motivated myself. It's like, all right, I'm about to get back. Like, no matter what happens, just like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm just going to avenge whatever has happened to me, no matter what I got to do. But a lot of times, that just ain't the way. Nothing gets solved, nothing. And it, it just ends up worse than it already started. Yep. A lot of times, it's just another thing just over the experiences that I've had. It's like, I'll say better than Like that down. And I even brought up. It's like, I just kept that dead like it was. And make your peace with it. Yep. I agree. Um, so we're going to go ahead. We're going to move on. Uh, we're just going to just move to... Um, one more scripture with it. Uh, so we got a uh, verse 28. Um, anyone wants to read that? I got it. All right. And it says, let the thief no longer steal. Instead, he is to do honest work with his own hand so that he has something to share with anyone in need. And I'm reading from the CSB. Okay. So uh, when you hear that, what's the first things that come to mind when you hear, you know, don't steal? The yeah. first thing that come to mind to me was like God is like is a forgiving God. Mm-hmm. Like this man talking to somebody that steal, you know, like if somebody steal from us, we yeah we're gonna for, we're gonna for, we, we some of us not gonna forgive them. But I'm just right. gonna be honest with you. Yeah. Somebody stole from me one day. It took me like it took me like four years to even forgive this person. Yeah, for real. So that. That scripture right there showed me like God is so merciful and graceful. Like, like we don't des- we don't deserve His grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. And this also goes to show me that like a lot of us, like the enemy, are get in our mind and be like, "Bro, you stole before. You can't change your life around. Oh, you used to be a robber. You can't change your life around. Right. You used to sell drugs. You can't change your life around. You used to fornicate. You used to have sex with multiple women or multiple dudes. You can't change your life around." But God just said in that scripture. A person that steals don't steal no more. So your past does not dictate your future because right. God is already like done die for your sins or whatnot. And I think as us as Christians, that the enemy of constant bring back remembrance mm-hmm. of our past. And this scripture right here, and this scripture just blessed me as well to remind us that we no longer live there. Right. We no longer live there because God already repaid. I mean, Jesus already died for our sins or whatnot. So that's what I got out of this scripture. Yeah, that's, you got a lot more than, that was good. Uh, I was listening to you, I was like, wow. Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that. Like, yeah, like, it does show how, like, gracious God is when it comes to this. Like, even though you did this, like, you don't, you know, don't do it no more. You know Christ now, you know me now, you move it on from there. Yeah, that's, that's major. Um, anyone else? Um, I like how, uh, you know, when, like, I like how when, when God tells us what to do, um, he doesn't just say, hey, don't do this. A lot of the times our uh, perspective <clears throat> of God and of religion in general is it's a whole bunch of rules and you just do this and like there's no outlet or, uh, or alternative from, or we're, we're trying to restrict or God is trying to restrict our freedom or fun as it were. But uh when it's saying it's like, yeah, don't steal, be honest. It, but not only that, it's saying, but it replaces that with giving, and it, that just that just um, just shows like, hey, we need not only it doesn't just show, hey, don't steal, 
but it's showing the fact that what stealing actually is, which is greed, is actually uh, uh, lust was selfish. Mm-hmm. And instead, replace selfishness with giving, with, uh, with loving other people, with giving to other people. And then saying the result of that is that everyone will have something in need. Because a lot of the times we steal because we're in a spirit of lack, a spirit of poverty. But it's replacing that poverty with this, with, with giving. And then like it, it, you giving and everybody giving destroys the spirit of pro- poverty. It destroys that, that, that uh, deep longing for it or needing that you have less than. And it proves it just, I'm sorry, I was just, it's just a lot on my mind when it comes to just giving. And then it destroys poverty, destroys that that sickness of I'm always lacking. And it's Mm -hmm. just, yeah, that's just, I I probably dug too deep in that, but yeah, it just. You did. (laughs) That was good. Uh, You kind of, and that's what I was going to touch on too, is like, you know, what if, uh, just to dive into what he means by stealing, you know, of course, like when we think of stealing, we're thinking like, you know, materialistic things like you're stealing money, selling property, you know, stealing stuff like that. But, you know, what if it is more than just materialistic things, you know, um, other ways we can be thieves. Uh, and I kind of write some notes on this is like, you know, lying on oneself to lying on whatever the case may be to boost oneself up and like maybe belittle someone. So you lying on yourself to boost yourself up um, and uh, boost yourself up off of lies, which is like, in a sense, stealing somebody's choice to promote you through another way or to follow you through another way or to you know love you through it through your actual real stuff instead you're you're uh and i and i may be like thinking about it too deep like nah that that ain't it but that's what kind of what, what hit me is like um we're stealing someone's choice or uh you know stealing someone's um blessing at the time by whatever case may be lying or uh, anything like that so I kind of I kind of like was thinking about that too it's like still in other ways as well um, when it comes to just more than just materialistic things I just um, want to add on personally yeah. uh, I view it more on the literal terms so mm-hmm. I'm just going to speak on that so I think it has a lot to do with the fact that our greater gift from God is the gift of choice Mm-hmm. So, whatever your past may be, like, like uh, I can't, I don't know dude's name, but like my man's, my man's was saying, like, you, you're not dictated by your past. So, like, yo, if you was a bank robber, choose not to be. If you were selling drugs to put food on the table, choose not to do it. If you was, like, a pimp, if you was a prostitute, if you, whatever you were doing, Mm-hmm. That you know was unchristlike, even though it was for the betterment of like maybe you should have to do it for your family. You had to do what you had to do at the time. But like you have the choice to not do that. You have right. the choice to do what's right, and it's not even got to be quote unquote right. But you don't have to do things that are unchristlike. You have the choice to help someone instead of hurt someone. Yeah, you always have the choice. You always have the choice of when you help or give, do it in such a format that is cognitive of what that person needs. Like don't give somebody what you think they need, give them what they need. Like, and if they tell you what they need, listen. Mm -hmm. Don't try to interpret, listen. That's all I wanna add. 
Yeah, that's good. Were you gonna say something, Justice? No, oh, okay. Yeah, I agree with I agree with what you said. So um we're gonna go ahead and move on. Uh now we got twenty-nine through thirty-two. These are the last uh, few scriptures of this uh chapter. I'll go ahead and read it. Uh this again, this is the amplified version. Uh do not let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, or vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as it's good for building up others according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please him by whom you are sealed and marked branded as God's own for the day of redemption, the final deliverance from the consequences of sin, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, perpetual animosity, resentment, strife, fault finding and slander be put away from you along with every kind of malice, which is all spitefulness, verbal abuse, malevolence. Be kind and helpful to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, forgiving one another readily and freely, just as God in Christ also forgave you. So that was a lot. And five version gave a lot. And the five version gave a lot. Um, so what what are those words kind of, you know, what is, has that touched any of y'all in any way when it when y'all hear those words right there? I mean, you just kind of you could go. Uh, no, go. You just kind of, <laughs> you, you just kind of spoke on it, man. Like when you talked about how you might prop yourself up and steal from somebody else by lying on them or belittling them or speaking false to them, and when now we're talking about how a Christian should behave once you have asked for that renewing of your mind, and now we actually getting to see it outlined right here, where it's like. No, you don't get to talk down to people no more. You don't get to curse out people because you're mad. You don't get to be malevolent to people. You don't get to undercut people. You don't get to be bitter towards people. I think we all know people in the church who be side-eyeing folks and just yeah. just mean for no reason. But, like, that's not how God calls us to be. And I think that's just illustrated through this text right here in these verses. What I got out of this was uh, it really convicted me. Uh, the Holy Ghost just convicted me and was like, um, yeah, you need to watch your talk sometimes. Uh, and I'm not even talking about um, like talking down on nobody or anger or whatnot. I'm talking about like talking like we were talking like freaking to somebody. Although I don't want to like have sex with nobody, but you know, yeah. sometimes you tease, you tease. Right, right. So, um, like I need to watch I need to watch my words sometime. Although I just be teasing, but still, God said, guard your mouth. Mm-hmm. Talk more about me and less about the flesh. Although you might mean no harm, but when it get in your spirit, you go continue to talk about it. And if you continue to talk about it, you might end up just acting up on those words. So um, that's what really stuck out to me. Oh, I need to guard my mouth more. Mm-hmm in that area right there. So that stuff won't creep back into my life how it was at first. Right. I, I feel you on that one. I really do. Yeah. Um, in regards to speaking, like um, that's multiple things. It's in regards to what you said, D'Angelo, uh, cussing, um, like just, or just, just really uh, saying the Lord's name in vain, you know, oh my, oh my God, and you know, all the other stuff that we don't even really think about because I sadly it's so common. And, uh, 
in our in our uh in, in in the culture and whatnot. But like I'll um I think for for me the one I, what I try to do is just rec- I think I always like especially like uh uh, like oh my god and stuff like that and like really saying god's name in vain i try to make that okay god i do not want to like displease you in this man i try to put everything in the forefront of my mind like that and just really like i didn't need this or just certain stuff in general i didn't need to say that why did i say that mm-hmm. what where did that come from was i was trying to impress was i trying to impress the people around me did i really was that really funny larche was that no it wasn't it wasn't really that funny <laughs> You know, and just, um, yeah, I think it's, and I think it, um, you can figure out what it is you should or shouldn't say, um, where it says, but, um, in the CSB version says, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear it. And the bottom line to this holy, this whole thing, uh, this whole passage is talking about how, uh, to live the Christian life, but how to be in relationship with other people. And my and my thing is if is what I'm saying love towards them. Like, am I saying this with the intent of loving them? Am I saying this with the intent of making them better as a person? Because everything that we say, every um, word spoken is recorded, right? Did I really need to? Do I really want to give to heaven? And that was a quote that I said, you know. Like, if God asked me, yo, why did you say this? I mean, I thought it was funny at the time. I mean, you know, know, like, do I really, you know, not to, like, beat yourself up or, you know, always be, you know, paranoid about what it is, but, like, just kind of question your intent. And I think if your intent is opposite of what's in here, then you have to question if you should say it at all. It's more like, uh, you know, when I was uh, a baby. You go ahead, dog. When I used to uh, teach the kids, and uh, I would talk to my dad back and forth just about different stuff in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I would like to think of the Holy Spirit. That's the black mama, right? She knows what you're doing. Like, if you don't got to say nothing, she knows. Like, yeah. it's just because she watches you so much. She watches you every day. She knows your memories, everything. And what I took from this this passage is when um, I was talking about the, in the ESV version, it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You belong to the Lord either way. So it's like, I go to the store, you go to the store, don't be showing your butt, don't touch yeah. nothing, don't do nothing. <laughs> I'm watching. Because you know you belong to me. I brought you in, I'll take you out. It's right. the same thing. And I think that's like kind of what grabbed me in this, in this past right here. That's funny. I never thought about it like that. <laughs> ben, when you want to say something? Yeah, I wanted to uh, just link the uh, first part of the scriptures. Um, the whole not going to sleep angry and mm-hmm. it's part of the scripture uh, be cognitive and like this is another reason why you need to let things go or try to understand why you feel a certain type of way before you go to sleep at night because we all know that we have those times where we accidentally held on to something that we thought we let go but we truly kept on to it and then we get angry mm-hmm. and we say stuff out of malice and we bring up it may not be profanity but it might be something very hurtful and detrimental to that particular person, mm-hmm. even though it's not necessarily you stupid, dumb B word, or you might be like, that's why your, your ex left you or something like that. Mm-hmm. So stuff 
you got to be able to like let stuff go in such a format that it doesn't come back up. Like Carlton touched on not bringing it back up. Yeah, that's the action of you're not doing it yourself, but you have to be careful on your reactions. Mm-hmm. Reactions could accidentally dig it up when you thought you let it go. So just be conscious and like ever always just make sure you try to like make sure you really do let it go. You really do give it over to God. You really do just understand like the power is not yours. So don't be trying to take revenge on people. Don't be trying to bring stuff up. Don't try to bring some old stuff up just because you're angry and you know that's how you get back at somebody. Right. I'm I want to say one last thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, nah, cool. you, I went first last time. You got it. All right. Um, so, Don, so we can't take people. Memphis people come to the plan. Right? Yeah. Everybody go get convicted then. Yeah. <laughs> on, uh, on 29, it was something really spoke out to me. Uh, the Holy Ghost just brought something to my attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were talking about this last week, how we're supposed to be bold in our uh, walk with Christ. And on 29, it said, I'm reading from the NIV, it said, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Sometimes, right, we can be so full of God, but when we get around our friends, since they talking unwholesome, we'll start butting in. Right. Not because we not not because we ungodly, but because we are not bold in Christ. Instead of like being in that conversation, we don't exclude ourselves from the conversation. We should continue to like butt in with the conversation, continue to be unwholesome. So that's one thing I've been uh, working on myself, like mm-hmm. continue to be bold in Christ, for example, if I'm, if I'm around a group of friends and they talking unwholesome, don't butt in that conversation or just say something godly to, like, stop the conversation for keep continuing to go. That's one thing I've been working on. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to do that, but mm-hmm. as I get closer to God, I'm starting to realize, like, nah, bro, your, your salvation, don't jeopardize your salvation to make people comfortable. Mm-hmm. Stay bold in who you are. Stay bold in Christ and continue to be bold in Christ. All that I'm back. Is... Oh, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> you want to finish what you were saying? I have no clue where I left off. <laughs> well, it's not been worth saying. You were saying like... A, the last like, thing I heard was being... <laughs> oh yeah, so like, I'm glad, I'm glad Ben said what he said, you feel yeah. me, because like, we always think about foul language in the light of cursing, like don't curse nobody out, mm-hmm. but some of the most painful words that have ever been directed toward me didn't involve a single curse word, and so we got to be cognizant of the words that we choose and then what we say to people, and like the Bible says, if it's not building nobody up, then we shouldn't really be saying it. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Yeah, I um I'm glad David mentioned that because that's something I wanted to interject a while ago. But when we had our uh, order issue going on, we didn't know who was going to talk first. So I was like, <laughs> "Let's sit here for a second. I'm gonna figure but, it out. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, definitely, I agree with what David said, right? Because you know, I can recall like you know a lot of the mean things that have been said to me, and you know, 
for a long time, like going back to, you know, probably like grade school even. And a lot of that mean stuff wasn't anything that was said, you know, nobody cursed me out or anything like that, but it was people that said things about me that, you know, in a lot of instances, it took me, um, you know, a while to overcome like kind of those words and things like yeah. that. So, you know, just those personal experiences right there, you know, I mean, it's in the scripture, but even with my personal experience, like, you know, that that's one thing that kind of keeps me on like this whole path of, you know, trying to watch what I say, just because, you know, I know how, how painful it feels, um, you know, for yeah. people to, especially like people that are close to you and they, you know, kind of, um, you know, take insecurities or things that you may have shared, shared mm. with them. Um, and then, you know, you know, they kind of comforted you like in good times, but then in bad times, they kind of like, you know, kind of threw it in your face, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, bringing stuff up again. So, um, definitely I would say, man, just, you know, kind of watch what you say, like when you get upset with people and definitely, you know, just don't bring up things that, you know, people share with you in confidence. That is kind of like a weak spot for them that, you know, you can, you can, you, you can poke at them. Knock them down. Listen, you just reminded me of something I totally forgot about because it's like, you know, when you, and especially like with people that you, you know, you close with, because usually the people that really can hurt you is the people that's close to you, because, you know, they're close to you, it, it means more. And especially like you, you reveal certain information to them, they reveal information to you. So y'all, and it's like, it's good. You don't judge everybody. You don't judge each other. It's just all good. And then suddenly out of nowhere, they like, I can't believe this. They say something that you did. And it's like, hold on. I didn't say nothing about what you did, but you gonna talk about me. And so that, that, now that makes me mad. I don't get mad, but that right there, that angers me. And it, it really like, I have other words of what it does to me, but it really, that angers me because it's like, I know I didn't say nothing about you, but you're going to say something about me. And, you, and that's when you start comparing like, yours is worse than mine, but I ain't saying, you know, like, and that's something I know I have to work on. Cause that's like, kind of like pride too. It's like, I'm better than you. Like I, I made this decision. You made these decisions. That's worse than decisions I made. But you know, but hey, you know, but that's that's something that's like a that's a pride issue when it comes to that. But yeah, you just remind me of that. Totally. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know what you're saying? I was like, you know, it really grinds my gears. No, I'm saying, but no, um, <laughs> that's it. It grinds my gears. <laughs> um, when it comes to those uh, things that kind of hit us deeply, um, I know. Dexter just mentioned grade school and that's crazy because like I can remember kindergarten yo like I can remember getting teased in kindergarten that's crazy mm-hmm. oh you can't I can't <laughs> I, I was bullied but no um how do we I, my question is how do you how do we overcome those jabs right because like a lot of us keep reflecting on those over and over again and as men we a lot of the times uh we either overcompensate and like work on another area in our life to shove that away or we hide it and it's never really dealt with as men because we we can't let our ego be bruised you know what i mean uh from you all's personal experience how do you overcome those pains so they won't turn into roots of bitterness so you can move on with your life uh me personally since you know i kind of got us here on this um and I just started working on this probably like a year, a year and a half ago, right? Like I started going to therapy, right? Mm-hmm. And then really just kind of like journaling, writing down those things like that I can remember as far as, as far as like words that have said to me that were, that hurt. 
And then, you know, what happened in therapy was, okay, so she was like, well, this comes from, you know, somewhere. So she's like, do you feel this way about yourself? Do you feel this way? Okay, if you do agree in some aspect or some respect of that, so why do you feel like that? Where does that come from? Just kind of unpacking it and getting back to like what it is, you know, about you or what happened in your life that makes you feel like that make you felt that way. And then kind of addressing the root cause. And then once you address it and you figure out, you know, what it is and what it's not, then, you know, that takes this thing off the word, right? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, so, man, I felt like this at this time and I felt like this for a long time, but now I know why I felt like this. And so, yeah, you said that to me and yeah, that may have been true then, but it's not true now. Or maybe you said it and it wasn't true and it was like something that I was able to, um, you know, determine, okay, so that's really something that was kind of like something you were dealing with that you were just kind of like, you know, kind of projecting onto me. But I mean, that's that's how, I, how I'm how i getting through it. I won't say got through it. I'll say getting through it because I'm still working on it, but that's how I'm getting through it. Mm-hmm. You asked about us personally, how did we deal with those jabs? Like, this is my list from 2020, like my 2020 goals. And number three is learn to actually love myself because like, I'm 24 years old and this is the first time in my entire life I felt like I've loved myself. And this is in no small part because of the words other people have used to tear me down dating all the way back to when I was in diapers. And it takes a long time to kind of work through that. And for a long time, I was just afraid to deal with those problems because Mm -hmm. to deal with those problems meant I had to be vulnerable. And like you said, we men, we don't want to show that side of us. We don't want to deal with that. But like, I'm, I got to the point very recently, maybe the last six, seven months, where I was just tired of always waking up and feeling like I wasn't enough. I listened to Michael Todd's relationship goals. I listened to somebody talk about wholeness. And I just felt like I needed to finally address my issues and come to terms with who God's called me to be and actually start to like myself so that I can love myself and I can become a person who can deal with those issues. And I'm still dealing with them every single day. Every single day, I keep this list on my mirror to remind myself, like, you have to actively love yourself. Otherwise, those words that were said to me when I was four or five, six, I remember words when I was 10, they, they'll come back in my mind and they'll just sit there. Like, like they just on my couch looking at me, wondering why I'm here. So. <laughs> that's that's how I do it like I consciously remind myself every day and every day I pray my my prayer is always the same like God created me a new heart renew a right spirit within me and give me the strength to actually love myself today mm. like those are three lines that's in every prayer I say every single day this 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 real I think a lot of that is and like you said I, I guess um a lot of especially as young black men you don't realize that's like really a shared experience and i mean with people in general but i mean it's just like the same thing like people always um, use the examples like you always remember the losses more than the wins yeah. and that's true because like i can tell you you know in any facet of life that you know I, I actively participate in you know all the good things i've done like you might write those off but you can remember the losses immediately like you can remember those like almost down to the most minute detail and a lot of times, you know, I just sat back and I thought about that. I was like, why is that? It's like, why do the things that hurt you the most, you know, why is that your first representation of yourself in your own mind? Because uh, I was talking to my friend, uh, Fernando, some of y'all know Nando. 
Mm-hmm. And he was like, um, you know, a lot of times I didn't think about it, but it's like you're like a different person to everybody. Like you're the you to you, but everybody you meet knows a different justice. So all y'all know a different me from somebody else just because of y'all experiences or, you know, how you see me before in different places. And they really like, it really like kind of messed me up. I was like, wow, that's so true. But I know for a long time for me, because like, I know I went through the same thing, you know, growing up, different stuff happening. You know, people call you stuff, do stuff to you. And, like, that's why, I like, it's important. Because I, I thought about going to therapy, too. Um, like what Dyson was saying, because I know, like, a lot of black men don't have that, like, ability, like, availability just to be open with people and be like, I'm hurt. I'm dealing with stuff. And I don't know how to, you know, fully describe it, but I don't even have anybody to connect with to get that out. And a lot of the same things that y'all are dealing with, I definitely yeah, agree that, you know, I've been there and I've seen some of y'all there and y'all seen some of me there. So it's just like, I know, I think it's good just to, you know, just talk about it sometimes, like things like this, and, you know, daily prayer, I got to get better with that, man. You know, a lot of this stuff, you just let it fester too long, it'll like take your relationship away from your loved ones and from God. Yeah. You, know, you put that in the wrong wrong place and it'll mess you up. What I also want to add on is uh, when y'all talk about it, y'all got to make sure y'all talk about it with people who have open minds and can actually gauge the conversation. Because I'm learning now, like as I go through my own personal trials, that I have beautiful friends, but I have some friends that are too good and too good for me. And I say that because I will bring things up to them and they automatically take my side. I was like, that's not what I want to hear right now. I want to hear right. something that I can actually learn from and benefit from. Not, hey, that person is doing you wrong. You should stop talking to that person or you should leave them alone. You're a great person. You deserve to be happy. And I was like, that's not what I'm looking for right now. I'm trying to better things. I'm not trying, I'm trying to grow. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, I don't need sugar right now. <laughs> I don't need someone to try to heal a wound. I need someone to help me grow. So right now I'm learning that like you have to really gauge who you talk to people about with things. That's why another reason why uh, the therapy idea is great. I'm actually uh, going to therapy myself. I'm uh, about to start soon after I uh, pick pick one anyway. But um, yeah, like I'm a hundred percent believer in like, talking to people who actually understand or have a, have a good concept of a situation you're going through. And it's not be like, oh, they went through the same thing. It'd be like, do they understand you and do they understand the parties involved? Because if they don't, they might automatically take your side or they might automatically down your side if they like, I know your past. I know what you've been through. You this type of person. So you should stop doing this. I'm like, that's not being open-minded and not, not conducive to helping your situation or helping you grow. So just be mindful of that. That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad Ben touched on that because, I mean, you know, I advocate for, for therapy now, not like publicly out in the world yet because, again, yeah. like, but black men, like, it is really still the stigma. But, you know, I share, like, in those moments where I feel like it's needed and people need to hear it. Um, but you know, when you go to therapy, definitely it's, it's an unbiased opinion as somebody who is a trained professional. So you can sit there and try to like leave out part of the story and like, oh, this happened, but you know, you leave out what you did to, you know, cause that to happen. And they're going to sit there and they're going to say, well, you know, I, I, you know, I've been doing this a lot of years and I've never seen like something play out quite like, are you sure that's how it happened? 
kind of call you on some things and make you, you know, admit to more things, which, you know, kind of like Ben was saying, your friends won't necessarily do that. Your family yeah. won't necessarily do that. But they're going to be like, oh, no, like that person did you wrong. No, not that person that you go pay to sit there and talk to. They're not going to sugarcoat anything. Right. <laughs> they're going to sit there and go. And then sometimes they might even hit you with, you know, we can try this next week when you come back if you can't tell me, like, you know, everything that happened in the situation. They might hit you with that, too. So, I mean, it's, it's important, like, to get that, that, that rawness, that, that not sugar, right? It's important to get that. And, you know, I really – that's why I, one of the reasons I advocate for therapy because really a lot of people don't have people like that in their corner that can be that real and that kind of – that raw for you. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you can go get that from somebody. So – Anybody else? What I've been doing, um, somebody froze. Hmm. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You good? Yeah, we good. Larche froze, I believe, but uh. Oh yeah, you did froze. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Are you <good> But uh, what I do, what I do is I meditate. I've been trying to meditate. Mm-hmm. And like David said, I've been trying to like love myself more because I was never taught self-love growing up. I was never taught mm-hmm. to um, believe in myself. Although my mom raised me good, but I was never taught to believe myself. I was never taught to be fearless, to uh, have courage, uh, to trust in God, um, to always stand firm on what I believe in. Mm-hmm. So since I became more conscious of my actions and of my thoughts, Every day I try to meditate like 10 minutes. I try to meditate on the word of God and I try to speak information like, man, my future is going to be great. I love myself more. I love the world more and stuff like that to try to like let it uh, seek into my subconscious and whatnot so I can be more aware of my thoughts so I can know how to uh, cast out like negative thinking because we all have negative thinking. We all think negative stuff every day. But I try to cast out those negative thoughts and I like to read books now, um, just talk to God throughout the day. Again, I don't like opening up to people. That's a big thing, like, mm-hmm. black men in general. Like, we don't open up, like, at all. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that's been playing out, uh, plaguing our community and whatnot. But for me, that, I, that is what I've been doing so far, just meditating, uh, trying to quiet my mind, read books, speak words of affirmation to myself. And just be like, man, you great. You awesome. You amazing. Love yourself more. Stay, stand bold in God. Stand bold in who you are. You don't have to please everybody. You don't have to like everybody. Everybody don't have to like what you say. Everybody don't like, don't have to like what you do and stuff like that. So that's what I do. That's good. Um, is Larche frozen again? <clears throat> yes. Larche is just frozen. But he uh, asked the question. He can, I think he can hear though. He moving on. Uh, I'm a. Uh, I wanted to I'm go last because I feel. Like, <clears throat> I feel like mine's maybe wrong. I don't know. Uh, anyone who really like knows me knows me know that I don't talk about nothing. I I will stuff everything down and I'll keep it there and I will be happy I'm, and I'm good with it there. But uh, what I didn't know is like I truly was damaging myself to a sense. Like, um, I you know. The depression and like purposeless like I felt like life had no purpose for a long time I mean you know it it took me six years to graduate and some people say like well you know you were an engineering major like oh you know you switched your major no no it wasn't because of that 
Like if I was a good, like if I actually was a good student, I would have graduated four or five years. But because I ain't found no purpose in it, I really was just, just there. You know, I was just going, but not really like putting my all into it. And that's like, I even, I even would say like alpha in a sense, like when I, when I pledged alpha, like that gave me a certain purpose. Like, so I would put work into alpha. Like I'll put my effort into alpha. Like alpha gave me a certain purpose. Uh, and I would put alpha over my school. Like, even though, you know, you gotta be in school to be an alpha, I would still put alpha over my school. You know, there's things like that. Like, so once I like started getting closer to God, I started, uh, journaling and like he gave me a certain purpose he gave me contentment but one thing that he's showing me now is myself so for me it was it I'm in a journey now where I'm finding my own identity so not what someone said about me or not what you know how it's raised or what defined me like you know of course that that I'm a product of my own environment I'm a product of how I was raised but who I am now is is what God's trying to show me or what he's trying to take me you know, what his will is for me. And so that's where I'm at now to where, you know, I'm in therapy too. And I, I tell everybody, I don't, I don't really care. Like, hey, I'm in therapy. I've been therapy for a month or two now. Uh, and I even talk about stuff like <clears throat> things that he's been showing me is that um, I could really let shame, condemnation keep me from thinking a certain way about myself. You know, it's like, I'm may not be worthy of this because I did this or because I did this, you know, I'm all right. Like I'm all right person. Like I just do what I can, but it's like, okay, loving yourself. It, it sounds like it should be easy, but really it, it to, for me, it's not, you know, it, it's, it's really not that easy. It's like, and that's where like, you know, like uh, I think someone said earlier, like that's where the enemy comes in. It's like you, this, you did this, you did that. Like, what are you doing? Like, why do you think you're even worth it? Why do you think you've even made any progress? Like, you the same guy you was a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. But it's like believing in one that Jesus has God, and you know Jesus has taken those things out. So it's like, okay, God, purge me from what is inside of me. Like, you know, deliver me from this. Like, show me what you see. Like, show me myself. Show me my blind spots. And like, okay, I want to change it. Like, God, like you know whatever it needs to do, like take that from me and, you know, renewing me a steadfast spirit, you know, creating me a pure heart, you know, grant me a willing spirit, all of that, like return the joy of salvation to me. So I pray that, you know, I pray, I have a daily affirmation that's like positive words to myself because it is like, it, it, it is like a conscious effort I have to do when it comes to like promoting self-love within me. So that's that's why that's where I take it at. It's like um, I really try to, cause I don't know. It's a, it's a lot because it really touches me a lot. That question touches me because I I'm like kind of a people pleaser. I'm passive. I'm an empath. Like it's a lot where I'm thinking about other people a lot. I'm putting other people above me a lot. So it's like okay, I need to start thinking about myself. I need to start being more assertive. I need to start like really loving myself and then moving off of that. So that's the season I'm in. So that's why I want to go last. Cause I feel like mine is going to take a long time, but yeah, that's, that's my answer. It's tough. But I took up a lot of time. 
I was like, this is going to be a two-minute answer. It ended up being like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, but um, that we actually finished the Christian walk, though. Um, we finished the Christian walk. And um, I know last time I had said Romans 12, the whole chapter that's living sacrifices. So uh, we'll just touch on that next week. Uh, it's the same time, same day. If y'all are available, you know, it's a, I, I'm going to send the link to everybody on uh, next Monday. If you can join, join, you know, it's, it's open to, it's, it's a men's Bible study. So any guys, if you want to invite any guys, uh, I still have slots. Uh, it can't be too many people because, you know, it's going, you see how it was now, like everybody trying to talk, which is fine, but, you know, it still can't be too many people, but we still have slots. So if anybody wants to join, you know, invite them, send them, tell them to send me an email or forward them the email, whatever the case may be. Um, so anybody want to volunteer to pray us out? I will. Okay. Um, just the, the, um, bring it up again. Next week we are talking on Romans 12. So if y'all want to, uh, read on it, pray on it, meditate on it, please do. Uh, Lache, I will ask that you pray on, uh, self-love delivering us from you. You already know. Cool. All right. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us and keeping us. We thank you, God, that you are here. We thank you, Lord, that if from, from the beginning, before we were created, you loved us. We thank you, God, for your love and your mercy that is renewed each and every day. We thank you, God, that you have uh, built us up, that you, uh, in spite of our sin, in spite of uh, the things we've done, you still have a purpose and plan for us, God. We thank you that nothing can separate us from the love of God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are all-powerful and your love is just so grand. And we ask you, Lord, to forgive us of everything we've said, done, or thought that was not pleasing unto to you. And we ask you to even forgive us for not recognizing your love, oh God, for, for believing the lies of the enemy that have told us for years that we are not good enough, that we can never be loved by others, oh God, that we are not worthy of your love, oh God. But you have proven to us on Calvary for dying uh, for us, Lord Jesus, that we are more than life to you, oh God, that you have uh, given your only son that we may live and have eternal life. So we ask you in the name of Jesus, Jesus, that you will come in and, and saturate our hearts with your love, oh God, that your love will cause us to do more for you, cause us to love ourselves and love each other, and that your love will, uh, will uh, cause us to be obedient, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Lord, that, in the, that it, when we are um, alone and when we're feeling that no one else is around, that when we're feeling that there's no one else to uh, love us or to, to hold us, we ask you to wrap your arms around us in the name of Jesus. Jesus, we ask you, Lord, that we will uh, seek your face and seek after you in everything that, that we do, oh God, and recognizing that we have a purpose, that you have a plan for us before the foundations of the world, oh God. We ask you that we will remember your word, that even though weeping endures for a night, that joy comes in the morning, and we will reach after you, that we will grab hold and take hold of everything that you have in store for us, Lord Jesus. We are worthy to receive your blessings. We are loved by you, and may we remember this each and every day so that we can fulfill your purpose. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.